Three. Hey, yo, what's going on, y'all? This is two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blurred, baby. Word to the Blurred with two and Cal. Episode, well, we don't know, but we're going to call this the Memorial Edition. Um, As you guys know, last week, uh, we lost a real one. You know, I, and I say he was a real one because he definitely stayed for the fans, took care of the fans, did a lot of things for the fans, did a lot of fan service throughout the years. Uh, has his tenure as a Power Ranger. Um, rest in peace to Jason David Frank, a.k.a. Tommy Oliver, a.k.a. The Great One. Yeah, man. It was – we've been losing a lot of childhood idols, and it's been a little rough, but, yeah. We uh we lost him last week, sadly. Uh he was forty nine years old and um yeah, it's it, it was shocking to say the least, you know. Like I think we like we spoke about this we were talking about Kevin Conroy, you know, when you think about your childhood idols and how almost like to them they're you know, to us they're like invincible. You don't you can't picture them dying. Like I, I never pictured Jason David Frank passing away or Kevin Conroy passing away. Like I never thought about that that was never really a thought in my mind and now that that's you know it's happening you know it definitely humanizes them and it's 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 shocking it's sad you know definitely hurts tommy was that guy you know everyone everyone wanted to be tommy you know everyone loves jason but tommy was tommy was it tommy was really it for a lot of us pretty much for all of us to be honest but um we really lost the real one um Kind of makes yeah. me sad that we didn't get a chance to really go to the cons that he was at. You know, we went to New York Comic Con, and for us to to not really take advantage of going to going to see some of the stars, like I know for me, my my behind was cheap. You know, I never wanted to really pay somebody to go meet them. I'd rather be like, you know, meet them when I'm on the con floor or whatever. But looking back, you know, him and Kevin Conroy's been at a bunch of panels. Uh, panels, but a bunch of the times I mean, uh, the times that we've gone to New York Comic Con, he's been there. Yeah, I mean, when we've gone down to see them, uh, I think the times you know, big shout out to Bobby and and GM and the rest of the GMP crew, but we would all link up and we'd link up in that area. You know, we would see them from afar. You know, I remember we got to see Lavar Burton, but I remember you know, Lavar wasn't <laughs> as. As uh down to earth, he's like, you know, fifty dollars. I was like, damn, I get it. You gotta make bread, you gotta make bread. But you know, it's just it's shit like that. And like you said, that's 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 humanizing. Um, you know, just just uh, for the sake of time, but I just want to know real quick, what what was your rate favorite ranger forms from him? You know, we talked about this in the car. You know, you and I've been talking about this at length since it happened. You know, I I kind of been on a Jason David Frank kick. I'm I'm, you know, been trying to figure out, not figure out, but just learning as much as I can about what happened and watching all these tributes on YouTube is like I, I'm just stuck in this cycle real quick. Yeah. Um my favorite. Oh, it's it's almost kind of hard to say, but I am extremely partial to Dino Thunder. I remember reading about him coming back for Dino Thunder. And remembering how excited I was, you know, and just to have him back and how, how good it was to get him back and have him be, you know, Professor Tommy Oliver and stuff like that. It was so cool, you know, and even the build up to him becoming the Black Ranger, you know what I mean? He had to 
sort of face a lot of demons, you know, face the demons of being the Green Ranger, the Red Ranger, and the White Ranger. They did a whole little episode special about that with Dino Thunder where him having to face his demons. and That's right, because he was in a coma. <laughs> face his past with that. And then also for him to get kidnapped. And then when he finds the Black Dino Gem and just the whole transformation thing. He's just... He's just the great he's he's the greatest ranger. It's it's so that that's probably honestly my my favorite Tommy Oliver moment was him as the black dino ranger. That I, I can't I don't know. Did I have the morpher? I can't remember. I feel no, like I might have had the morpher. You had the toy. I remember you I had, had the, the toy. toy, but I thought I had the I could have swore I had the morpher. You might I have had the Zord. <clears throat> no, not the Zord. I didn't have the Zord. I think I might have had the morpher to keep it a bean. But um, you having that though? I had a someone's morpher, and I don't I don't buy morphers. But I remember I think I did buy the the black Dino Thunder morpher. Well, I didn't have a, I didn't have the Brachio. Put it in the case. I didn't have the Brachio staff though. But um, I I yeah. But just anyways, my favorite was probably just him as the black Dino Ranger. But then also damn like forever red. Oh man, Red's amazing. See a range of flying power kick. That was my shit. <laughs> Forever Red was really, was really it. Forever Red was amazing, and uh, established him as the OG. Yeah, Power Rangers is definitely it's changed. It's definitely it's different, and it won't be the same without him. I mean, he really is like the greatest ranger, as said in Forever Red. You know, as he walks off into the sunset, you know. He is the greatest ranger, and we we lost the greatest ranger. Um, we'll keep his legacy alive. Um, there won't be another like Tommy. And uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, I gotta say before we uh change gears real quick, um, my favorite Tommy Oliver Power Ranger power is definitely the Green Ranger. That was my first time seeing him. My favorite Tommy Oliver. Green Ranger moment. Uh, he was evil, but it was when he jumped up to the Megazord and started fucking them five niggas up and tossed them all out the Megazord. It's like, get out! Pow, pow, pow! They all flying out. And he's mm. like, I'm that nigga dog. It, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, but rest in peace to the OG. Once a Ranger, always a Ranger. Uh, we gonna miss you. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing. Uh, but Legends of the White Dragon is coming out next year. Um, and, and that's something he worked with Bat in the Sun, right? Yeah, he worked with Bat in the Sun, and he worked with uh, Jason Flout, Fout from Power Rangers Time Force, and mm. from Power Rangers Super Mega Force, the the Yellow Ranger, and Mark Dukaskis is in it. Um, and there's other there's other people who who you know other famous actors who are in there, you know, and they've been in the concert. So, and that's one good thing, you know. He did. He was really a good networking person, you know. I feel everybody that worked with him had nothing but good things to say, even his fellow cast members. Um, yeah, no, as far as I can tell, no one said a bad word about him. Uh, even the people that like you know said shout outs to him for rest in peace. You know what I mean, like. He was really good at cons. He really took care of his fans. He really cared. You know, he was he was really there for him. So we we really did lose a good one, a uh, real one. But um, just to just to bring some light into this this dark time, Cal, you sent me something earlier today that I've watched twice. Yeah, it's I, it's been trailer central today. So three trailers have actually dropped. Um, one uh for I sent you the one for Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. That's what it I comes out. Next Whoa. summer. So let's let's start with that one. Well, all right. So growing up, 
Beast Wars was my jam. You know, that was that was our Transformers. As you guys know, Transformers came out in the 80s. Um, I was born at the tail end of the 80s. So by the time I started watching Transformers, it was on reruns. But Khalid and I, we, you know, our generation, we had Beast Wars, okay? And that show was popping. Cheeto was my guy. You had Optimus Primal. You feel me? Not Optimus Prime, Optimus Primal. You feel me? Oh, that was my guy. And then to see him in the trailer and Optimus Prime finally looks like how he's supposed to look, goddammit. Oh, I'm so hyped. I'm sorry. My bad, y'all. I'm really really excited about this beast wars drink i've watched that trailer three damn times and the way that that dude slides out of the buggy when it transforms that shit oh all right I'm <laughs> my bad my bad i'm good now i'm See, good no yeah no i'm sorry yeah the, the it was a good trailer like lately <laughs> i won't lie the transformers movies have been a little burnt out I've been a little burnt out from the Transformers movies, but Bumblebee sort of brought me back. And from what I've read, that, that this movie is more of a, I guess, a spiritual sequel to Bumblebee instead of like the mainline, you know, Shia LaBeouf, Mark Wahlberg ones. But um, it looks good. It looks like it's like they really? did some filming. They did some filming in New York. I know just based off the story, it's set, I think, in the the early 90s or late 80s um so it's set before you know the current timeline that we have with Shia LaBeouf and um Mark Wahlberg and uh all the voice cast is back we don't Michael Bay isn't directing this one we have uh Stephen Stephen Capel Jr. the guy who directed Creed 2 is directing this movie um the special effects are cool um I really do have it like how they used uh some biggie in there that was cool Really set in a different kind it was of vibe. All dream. Yeah. yeah, really set in a different kind of vibe for a Transformers film. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely gonna see it. I'm gonna see this in theaters. I didn't see Bumblebee in theaters, but I'll definitely drop the money to see this one. You know, this looks like a big movie, really, really not to be missed. So, this might be the first Transformers theater I see in theaters since um, the last night because I saw the last night in theaters. I <laughs> and I remember I was getting a hand job to that movie. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I saw okay. the last night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it was okay because then things no. just get weird. I ain't gonna lie, I wasn't ready for that one. Cap. Oh my bad. I don't know. That was, <laughs> that's that's literally what I associate the Transformers with. I remember what happened the last, the last movie I saw. And I was you getting a hand, I was getting a hand, this episode, y'all. I was getting a hand job while watching Transformers Boy. last night. Yo, Y'all, ladies and gentlemen, this thing uh, is wild. Listeners' discretion is advised, I guess. So, oh, I boy. guess don't don't play this out loud if you're at work or whatever. But I, I don't know why. I just felt like I felt like I I I just okay. said it. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. That day, hey, no problem. That's what we do. Um, I mean, listen, I told you my princess and frog story, but we're not gonna go into that. We're not. Yeah, gonna we don't need to go into that. Mind. It's all good. <laughs> um, but yo, Guardians of the Galaxy. Not gonna lie, you know, just to switch gears, you know, we just talked about Beast Wars. Now we're gonna go into Marvel. Um, what did you think of that Guardians joint, boy? I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't I wasn't really feeling it. I like the new uniforms and all that, but no, I, I do like I do like the new uniforms, they look pretty cool. Um oh damn, I, I only watched it once. Like it's, it was a teaser trailer, so you can't really tell 
what the story is, but you know, just based off of what James Gunn said, this is the last you'll see of this Guardians team. Um, so out dog, where he's got his DC thing going, and you know, I think he's ready for a change. You know, he's 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 got other projects and things he wants to work on and wants to do, but it seems like this is the last we really see of this team together. It looks like it's going to be a bit heart wrenching because there are some scenes of like someone's going to die or it look look kind of emotional. But um, it looked cool. I'm definitely going to be there in theaters. I thought, oh, wow. I'm like thinking right now. I don't think I've seen a single Guardians of the Galaxy film in theaters. I definitely I didn't see the first one in theaters and I didn't see the second one. Wow. You know, what's interesting. Out of all the Marvel properties, Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man are the films I have not seen in theaters. I didn't see any of the any of them in theaters. But I think that's definitely going to change because to me, especially Quantumania with Kang and it looks good. So I got to see that in theaters. I have to see that in theaters. And I'll see this Guardians of the Galaxy in theaters for sure. But I, like I, I just realized, I was like, damn, I have not seen any of the Guardians or the Ant-Man films in theaters. So that's definitely going to change for me. But it looks emotional. And I really, I really enjoyed the holiday special. I'm not sure if you got to see it, but... I highly recommend it. I was about to ask you about that too. It, it, it was, it's funny. It's really funny. They literally kidnapped Kevin Bacon to give to Peter Quill. It's, it's, it's funny. It's, I, I recommend it. I think, honestly, I think you should get high as fuck, Tucson, and watch it. I think you'll really dig it. Okay. I think you'll really dig it. Um, all right. I definitely, I might just do that. There's a, there's a couple movies I got to get lit to and watch. Um, but now we're going to go into the comic book portion of our podcast. Let's you do know. it. Um, as you guys know, every Tuesday and Wednesday are comic book days. Every Tuesday is DC Day and Wednesday is everybody else. So recently, um, and you guys who read comic books know that Kal-El, the original, the OG Superman, is back from Warworld. And he brought back children with him. So the, the Kent family is growing. The Superman family is growing. And it's growing by leaps and bounds. So I'm not going to get into the whole War World story. Because uh, as you guys know, Zoom gives us a little bit of a time limit. But just to give hmm. you the short version, Superman went to go free enslaved people on War World. And he ended up freeing them. Um, and then there, the, there were these two children that he gained, became close with. And their parents were killed. And he ends up bringing them back to Earth, and they become part of the Kent family. Also, part some more Superman news: Superman and the rest of the Kent family are getting their secret identities back. As you know, Brian B- Michael Bendis, who was writing Superman, um, maybe about a year and a half to two years ago, took over and thought that it would be a good idea to one age up Jonathan Kent and two reveal Superman's Clark Kent identity to the world. Since that has happened, you know, people have gotten mixed reviews. Um, I've gotten used to it, but I think having him go back to having a secret identity is great because it adds more story and more depth to the character, puts him into different things, and it really humanizes him. You know, I think that when they found, when the people at large found out that Clark Kent was Superman, it just it elevated that God factor. It's like, well, God lived among us, and you know, you know what I mean? Truthfully, I would prefer that too for him to have a secret identity. But I also wanted to ask, um, is this why um, was it uh, Jonathan Kent or Connor Kent? 
No, I think it was Jonathan Kent took up the mantle while his father was gone. Yes. Okay, got it. Because I remember there's that, that whole son of Superman storyline that was going, or not even son son of Superman, uh, series by Tom Taylor, which you guys should definitely check out. It's really really good. Um, amazing writing. You know, Tom Taylor does Nightwing. He did DC. Did DC DCs. Um, God. Dark Knights of Steel. I could just I can name them all, and he's he's just amazing. But check out Superman. Kal-El is back. You know, there's there's a bunch of things going on, and even read the the previous stuff that happens because you see a lot of the people that are in the Superman and uh oh my gosh Superman and the Authority, which takes place in another world in the multiverse. But it's pretty much that same team going to War World. Um, in other comic book news. Oh damn, Kali, we didn't even get a chance to talk about Indy, Indiana Jones. I need to watch that again, but we could end it off with it. I mean, because okay. that's the way you wrote it in the chat. Yeah, I was. I, I figured we go through um, trailers and whatever, but okay, gotcha. JSA is back. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, the Justice Society of America is back, baby. And with that being said, um, they haven't they haven't had a, a series series since. Before the new 52, which was 2000 and God knows how long. Um, and you have Jeff Johns coming back to bring this whole story arc in the, not even story arc, this whole, this team back, you know, in the early 2000s when they got <coughs> JSA, they, they used Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns did an amazing job. He brought back Hawkman when Hawkman was dead. Um, I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing how they're gonna have the JSA fit into this continuity because it's, now Jay uh, Jay Garrick has a daughter and in in the old comics Jay Garrick never had a daughter him and Joan quite, Garrick had I'm so, my apologies question is it um like they're bringing back the original members like do you know what members are on the team so right now it's a time it's a it's a time anthology story so. Um, things are happening in 1942 when the Justice League first gets together, and then now they're like they're attacking them in different periods of time, trying to fuck with them. Okay, and this all meant, and then they end up taking their offspring, which goes into this other story called uh, which has to do with Star Girl and the all the children of the JSA. Oh man, it's 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 beautiful, it's really beautiful. Um, what else can we talk about, guys? I can't talk. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot rave more about the I Am Batman series by John Ridley. The I Am Batman series is um, Jace Fox, who is Lucius Fox's older son. Um, prior to him coming into the comic books now, he only had one, maybe two appearances in mm-hmm. the 70s or 80s. After you know he accidentally ran over somebody, and Lucius Fox kind of paid somebody off to kind of forget about it. Um, and then Jace Fox ends up leaving and going through his own thing, trying to uh, reconcile things that happened within himself and and how he can become a better person since that happened. And man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, he is a great Batman. So please, guys, please, I am begging you guys, tell a friend to tell a friend to pick this up. John Ridley is a great writer. He's also writing for Marvel currently uh, for Black Panther. So he's doing uh, Black Panther Unconquered, I believe is the, the the series. So he's writing for both DC and he's writing for both Marvel and he's writing for both two at, well, black prominent characters, Black Panther and you got the African-American Batman. 
who currently is based in New York City. So NYC has our own Batman. <coughs> okay, okay. Is it would you say is who's your favorite Batman? Would you say? Damn, right now, I mean, because I have more history with Bruce, you know, but if you really want to get into it, I think Dick Grayson might be my favorite Batman. For those of you who don't know why I'm saying that, um, there has been plenty of times where Dick Grayson has stepped up to the mantle and has kicked ass in a role. Um, read Batman Prodigal, read Batman Battle for the Cowl, um, and anything Batman related after Batman and the Cowl pre-God, when did Bruce Wayne come back? And Batman and Robin written by uh, Grant Morrison in that run. So you read all the way up until there and you get to see how Dick thrives as Batman. Yeah, okay. But Jace right. Fox is definitely working his way because Jace Fox is too new. You know, we've only had Jace Fox for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Batman for only about a couple months. Not a couple months, but since the summer. You know, when it first started. No, last year. because they. So he's been Batman for about a year. Okay. You know, and then remember there was Future State, but I, I would count Future State, but I don't count Future State just off the strength that it was an imaginary tale. But his Batman is where I got put onto a Future State. And he was a he was like a low tech Batman because the the magistrate who took over Gotham is able to find you using your cell phone, your computer, and everything else. So Batman is forced to using pre-analog phones and things like that. And burner phones, and it's it's really good. Like guys, pick up John Ridley's Batman. Um, Tom Taylor's Nightwing has been amazing from start to flip and finish. They just had an annual that came out, and the the main villain right now. Um, I'm not going to give too much away, but just start start reading Tom Taylor's Nightwing, and then pick all the way up until the annual, and you'll see how it goes all the way back to issue one, and it's wow. As Kevin Smith says, Jeff's fucking kiss. You fucking feel me. Okay. Um, Star Trek. Star Trek also. Uh, issue two of the new Star Trek series with Benjamin Sisko being back as captain. Data, uh, Commander Data as first officer. Oh, my God. Beverly Crusher as chief medical officer. Uh, for those of you guys that are fans of the original series, you got Montgomery Scotty as a chief engineer. He, this takes place after the TNG episode Relics, where you have Scotty coming back. Oh shit, bro! It is amazing. It's good to have Captain Cisco back. If we can get him in live action, I'm here for it. Um, just also on some Star Trek news, um, Akiva Goldstein, a uh, Goldstein, Goldstein, Goldstein. I think it's Akiva Goldstein. Akiva Goldstein was talking about how this, this, the final season of Picard is also gonna, not just a continuation of TNG, the, uh, the Next Generation, but it's also going to be a continuation of Deep Space Nine and Voyager. So we get to have some things wrapped up. They're going to be talking about the Dominion War. Oh my gosh, February 16th cannot get here fast enough. Also, um, my, will there be characters from those said series appearing? I don't know. We're still waiting to find out. But it'd be dope to see Jake Sisko come back. Um... And then just while we're in the sci-fi realm, Mandalorian comes back March 1st. Yeah, I saw this that. I saw that. Way. This is the way. Okay, like let's let's get ready. Yes, we got a good little run of things starting up, actually. 
especially next year. Some really good shows and movies coming. I think 2023 is going to be a really good year content-wise. I'm like, actually, it's like, we've got so many movies, so many Marvel movies, so many DC movies. We have like, if everything holds true, we have like four DC movies. Shazam in March, The Flash in June, Blue Beetle in August, and Aquaman in December. And then we have Guardians of the Galaxy, which comes out uh, May. You have... What else? Indiana Jones comes out in June. <laughs> Transformers comes out in June. Um, I know I'm definitely forgetting a whole bunch of movies, but there's a lot of good shit coming out next year. Like I think next year c- could potentially be the biggest year for for film and television. I guess ner- nerd wise, I'll say. So some really exciting things coming out that we have to look forward to, and we'll be able to talk about for sure. Oh boy. So just before we end, we only got like we only got about five minutes left. Indiana Jones trailer. What are your thoughts? You know, I watched it once also, so you know Yeah, I, I only watched it once, but I hope this is it. <laughs> uh my man Harrison is not getting any older. Um it looks fun, it looks quirky, it looks like it's in the line of the original films. And they uh, definitely used the agent technology on him. <laughs> No, they, they definitely did because it's. I look, watched the trailer and there were some scenes where he's supposed to be younger. So there's that. But they definitely, yeah, did use that de aging technology. Um, it looks fun. It's by James Mangold. He directed Logan. He directed 4 V Ferrari, which is a favorite movie of mine. He did yeah, 310. I like that one too. He did 310 to Yuma. He did a. That was a good this, movie too. You definitely like that movie. Yeah. Hey, I had one. I I have it on DVD, and then um he also did, oh what's another movie he did? Damn, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, he did the the Wolverine, like the second Wolverine film with Hugh Jackman. Um, he yeah he's I've a lot of his movies I've very much enjoyed. So and and this movie looks good. I'm gonna check it out. I'm not like I I like Indiana Jones, but I'm not like a huge diehard Indiana Jones fan. I'm going to be, you know, counting down the days to this movie, but I hope this is the end of it. I hope they give him a good send off, and yeah, I, I look just, forward to I want it. Them, if they're going to continue Indy, <clears throat> I always wanted Chris Pratt to to take up the mantle. I don't want Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's in everything. <laughs> Chris Pratt literally has Guardians of the Galaxy. He has Jurassic World, and then you want him to be in three move, three big franchise movies. He's pretty much already dressed like Indiana Jones in the Jurassic World movies. Get someone else. Very true. And Harrison Ford has pretty much said, like, when I'm done, like, like I'm like, when I die, Indiana Jones dies. Like, of, of course, like he doesn't get to decide, like, you know, whether they'll put the character on ice. But he's pretty much stated, while I'm alive, I'm playing Indiana Jones. No one else is. So no, when, he, so just, when he dies, was, the character dies. I can't get mad at that. That's you brought that into into the world. You got to be able to take it out. Where. But that movie comes out in, I think that also comes out in June, May or June, actually. Yeah, it's sometime this summer coming up. Summer's going to be crazy next year. So, yeah. So, guys, um, we got some good stuff coming down the pipeline. We got an interview with a, a cosplayer who, who also is a podcaster also. Um, we're actually in talks with her now to see when we can actually put uh, – do an interview and then put it up. 
and uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to reach out to some more some more comic book people. I know there was one time we actually came really close to getting somebody in the industry, but uh, this this is gonna be our year. So that being said, we love you guys. Please, please, please put people onto the podcast so we can share the love of blurredness. Um, it's not just for us; it's for y'all. We want to try to build a dope ass community. Uh, we love you. Uh, with all the things that's going on, if you have any mental health issues or anything like that, please take care of yourself. Um, you know, with Jason David Frank taking his own life, uh, if you ever feel contemplated or you you either contemplated or whatever like that, there is a number that you can call. I think it's nine eight eight, and it's it's uh twenty four hours, and you can find somebody to talk to. So do know that you are not alone. You know, I've had somebody that committed suicide in my life and Khalid also. And the last thing we want is for you guys to feel that same way that we felt when we lost our friends. So please not only just spread the word of the suicide prevention line, but um, just take care of yourselves. You know, love, be gracious to yourself, give yourself mercy, give yourself grace and just just be kind to yourself and others. All right. Just know we love you. Right. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, yo, this is two. This is Cal. Word to the blurred, baby. Word to the blurred with two and Cal. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Happy holidays. Much love.